evening, everybody. I'm Jack Mancini with WINT Radio, and we want to wish you a very good evening here. This is uh, Welcome to Our Show, Welcome to Our Show, which is going to be talking about small business, which is what we always talk about. And I'm here with my longtime business partner, Adam Sunhalter, and we are business coaches. And what we do, we deal with small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees in any industry. We make them better through a process called Seven Keys to Success. You should really uh, get to know us pretty well. We like to have fun talking about small business. We're going to be on for the next hour, and we'd love you to be part of the program. But right now, I'm going to say hello, Adam. How are you tonight? I'm doing fantastic, Jack. And I guess I should probably let people know this. We have a name for this little show of ours. It's, hey, uh, wait. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't welcome them to that. That's okay. I just welcomed them to the to the. That's evening. why I got two of us here. We can help kind of balance That's these right. things off. That's right. Whatever so. doesn't come across. That's right. So the name of our show is the Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and we talk about that being dirty secrets because there are a lot of secrets that go on that the owners know about it. So when we're, we when we talk about and reveal these secrets, the owners will will relate you know, quite a bit to these because they've probably experienced a lot of these things, or maybe they're they're going through them right now. It's folks outside that world or folks maybe that work for a small company that maybe are surprised by some of these secrets. And so a big part of our show is to help to shed light on those secrets, first of all, and share some of the stories that we've had, not only from our personal experience of owning and operating companies, but also for the hundreds of companies that we have coached over the years. And when it comes to dirty secrets, Jack, you can't make these things up. No, you can't. Every, every client has uh, something at least, you know, most of our clients stay with us for years. And during that process, lots of secrets are developed and come out of uh, just living, living life in the business fast lane. That's what it is. Yes. Yeah, I didn't mention uh, our coaching company. Go right name ahead. Of that. We, have a, we have a name for that as well. That's we right. do, names for everything. And uh, we have our, our coaching company, which has been around for quite a while. It's called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. You could also get that confused with most valuable player because really that's what we are for our small business clients. What that's do you right. think, Adam? Absolutely. And there's all kinds of ways to find us when we're not in the air. Mm-hmm. If we're not here in the studio, you can get us online at our website, MaximumVP.com. We're also on the Twitter sphere. We've got a um, company. Wait, is that what it's called? Or Twitter sphere or Twitter sphere? Twitter sphere. Eh. I like to make up words. They know what I'm talking about, right? You yeah. know what I'm talking about. So that's yeah, as we're communicating, right? I do right? know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so we got we got a couple <laughs> handles you can go after. One for our company, which is at Maximum VP. The second one is Jack's, which is at Jack M M V P. And the third one is mine, which is at Adam Sonhalter. So you can tweet directly at us. You can do that during the show, and the show's on uh, live every Wednesday from 7:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. Or you can tweet us 24/7 because. Twitter never closes. Part of the beauty of Twitter. Twitter does not close. That's right. We're going to be right behind the president's tweets. So look for us there. (laughs) (laughs) You can also give us a phone call, 877-849-0670. That's when we're not in the studio. If you want to be part of the show, and I always say this, you're always very, very welcome to be part of the show. And when we talk about our how questions on here, as we're sharing our stories, if you have if you have experiences of your own you want to share, if you have reactions to stuff that, that, that Jack and I are talking about, so you can get us here again live in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. The number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. And last but not least, you can, you can, you can go on uh, email. 
radio at MaximumVP.com. But we always like to have you be part of the show, and, and a big part of what we discuss in the show are going to be how questions, because the owners of the companies that we talk about, and again, we help to protect the guilty or innocent, however it kind of goes. We don't share the names, but one of the fun things we have we have week to week is a lot of our clients you know, are, are very regular listeners to the show, and they try to figure out, hey, were you talking about me on last week's show? And That's probably funny. one time out of five, it's, it, it's them, but the other four times, it's somebody else. It helps, again, to reinforce for them that how their situation, while it may seem very unique to them, a lot of other folks are going through that very same issue. Right. The commonality of, of business issues is amazing. Uh, we've coached hundreds of clients, and we can almost predict now, once uh, we, we engage them, engage with them a little bit, and look at their their uh, some of their documents and records and sit down with them for, for a couple of times, we can pretty well describe what they're about to say and how they're about to describe some of their problems. And not to be boastful, but there's very few problems that we haven't encountered. And right in line with the way we're talking right now, these problems are, are repeated. Uh, you know, every business, every small business especially, has these issues and, and very predictable issues. And we've, uh, we, we like to think we've developed a system to really counter those and give great advice, and we have. And we have lots of testimonials to basically prove that out. You can check those out at our site. It's good reading, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so what we're going to do, what we do on our show is we like to share a lot of these stories and give a lot of good advice. And part of what we'll do is we'll sprinkle in, uh, Jack mentioned earlier here, in terms of our seven keys to success. And usually one or two of those will help uh, kind of focus what some of those solutions might be. And so I know we have, we have a very good topic today we want to kind of go through and talk about, you know, you know, actually this evening, I say today, the end of this evening, Jack. Uh, you, want to, you want to throw it out there in terms of the how question, or it's a version of this how question? Sure. It, uh, the how question today, at least one of them, we might cover a couple of them. First one we're going to talk about is how hard is it to start a business? Hey, it's pretty easy to do that, isn't it, Adam? Sure it is. You and I can go out tomorrow, Jack, and start selling hamburgers on the corner, can't well, we? We could. I think we can. I don't know. Is there? Well, there's is there probably a regulation. Probably regulation against that, against that right? Maybe if we go far enough out in the rural areas uh, where there's nobody around us, we can <laughs> we can do it, <clears throat> and we can lose money doing it. You know, one one of the uh, one of the great things about America and its its commerce is is basically almost anybody can start a business, and they can start a business and lose money and go out of business pretty quickly in many cases. But they they have the right to start a business. And they have a right to lose money. And what we do <laughs> is try to coach them on how to make money because there's a big difference. Hold on. So they have a right to lose money. Right. So if they got a big pocket to, full, it depends on how yeah. big their pockets are and how many bags so, of cash so, they have. So nothing and nobody's going to stop you from, from losing all that money. Not at all. Until you run out. People are happy to let you kind of do that. And Matter of fact, people. Oh, go on. No, so people probably want you to do that because people these days seem to be very focused on price. Like almost everything is a commodity, and they want to look for the cheapest <laughs> price, right? So they're happy to, to let you go out of business if you're going to give away your, your product or service for a lower cost than somebody else, even if it's at a loss for you, right? Mm-hmm. So people seem to be happy to let you do so right. that's, that's an interesting way to think. Like people are happy to kind of let you spend your way out of business or, or, or take that pile of money you got, whether it be your money or the bank's money or somebody else. They're happy to let you spend it away until it's until it's all, all gone, because they're making they're, they're it's going from your pockets to their pockets right. for the most part. Right. So they're happy to do that. What we do, we sort of uh, gum up the works here. We we uh, take on clients and we make them profitable. We show them how to do it. 
Because as strange as this may sound, Adam, most small business owners do not know how to make profit because they don't understand business. And it's that simple. And we touched on our seven keys to success. Those seven keys are gleaned from what is a very rich history of ours from both big corporations operating at a senior level, vice president level, and basically owning and operating many, many companies and over 15 years of coaching small business owners on how to do it. So we've created these seven keys from that big environment, and we, we've taken the best. You may not like big corporations, but you got to admire their ability to make money. And so we've, we've taken and incorporated those seven keys, or taking those actions of big corporations and putting them into our seven keys. And if you master those seven keys, you're going to be successful. And success means growing sustainable profits. And basically, if you start a company and don't know how to do it, chances are statistically, within a couple of years, you're going to be out of business. And you won't right. even know why you're out of business. You'll, you'll say something like, I ran out of, or I was undercapitalized. Well, or, I was going to say, going back to your question before, Jack, people aren't going to stop you from losing money, right? So typically, right. it's, I've run out of money in the company. Or I'm not making enough money to to make ends meet, whatever it might be. But yeah, it's usually usually a money situation of some type and kind. And so, in our victim culture that we have today, they're going to blame uh, the the lack of funds, not the lack of knowledge, the lack of money. So, in other words, they poured their life savings in and borrowed from Uncle Bob, and and uh, now all of a sudden they can't get any more money. The bank won't lend it to them, and and so now what do they do? They go out of business. Right. What's the numbers? You were quoting those a couple of weeks ago. Uh, six out of ten, seven out of ten within four years are yeah, it depends, uh, you know, start up a business d- yeah, today. There, there's different stats as you, as you look out there. You can see anywhere from five, you know, fifty percent to eighty to ninety percent within the first five years from when they start will will be out of business within a five year period. So at the minimum it sounds like half. So it's like one of those things you, you kind of recall going to, to a class maybe in college where it was one of those kind of classes where they kind of try to screen you out a little bit. And they'd say, okay, hey, you know, one out of three of you is going to make it through this, you know, in terms of a four-year degree. Look or to your be, left, yeah, look to your right. You got it, thing. Jack. Right? Yep. Okay, same thing now. Okay, if you're starting a company and you're there with somebody else starting a company, well, look to your right, look to your left, or look just to the person left to you, and chances are, okay, one of you ain't going to make it. Who's, who's, who's not going to make it, right? And our contention is it doesn't really have to be that way. And so I think, you know, this would be a good thing. Well, wait a minute. There's a lot of tax dollars involved, a lot of government programs being thrown at the small business owner, especially in in high technology, to basically start a business. And there's a lot of ready, able people, like we said, to take that money and coach these startups into becoming multi-billionaires. And that's something we don't like too much because the emphasis seems to be wrongly placed with spending all those billions of dollars. There's more to life than just high-tech companies. And statistically, those numbers are probably one out of 50 if, if, if we're lucky at all to get them uh, to be around after a couple of years. So why in the world is the money spent that way? Well, I'll wait. I well, won't go on a rant. I'm starting to go on a rant right. here. So I won't do that. I won't rant right now. Well, the original question you asked, Jack, which is, you know, how is, you know, how come it's so hard to start a company, or uh, how hard is it to start how a hard business? Is it? Okay. And let me let me pose that question here. I'll pose that question. We'll tee it up here after you know we we have a break coming up here in a couple minutes, Jack. So why don't you tee it up, and then we'll come back after break and keep going. So why don't you tee it up for us here? Okay, it's how hard is it to start a business? There's two ways to start a business. Okay, you can either do it from scratch, 
hey, I got this great idea, and what do you think, Adam? Yeah, I love it. Or, number two, you acquire an, an existing business. You know, I had the exact same two things written down, Jack. You know, 15 years together <laughs> really uh, makes somebody You're a pretty think smart guy. You got some you got, you got, you got good answers Do we look over there. each other's shoulders or, or no? It's just sort of... <laughs> Osmosis, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kindred spirits here. But there's right. no other way. There's no other way to, uh, to start a business, either from scratch with your idea and or, no, not and or, or buy, or not, no, no, acquire, not buy, acquire. That could mean buy, could mean other things too, and we'll get into that after the break. Okay, that's good. So we're talking about starting a company. How does that kind of work? Got a good little framing here in terms of what to kind of think about. And uh, those are very two good points, Jack. You can start it or acquire it. Okay, I like that word acquire because I know I've there's uh, 17 parts to the acquire part of probably, Jack, right? Even though it's only one. Right. So we'll come back that's, to that in a second. So That is correct. <clears throat> All right, so stay tuned. We'll, we'll talk more here in, the, in our next segment about again, uh, how do I start a company up? Why is it, so, is it so difficult? It can't be so difficult. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and we're business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners. And we help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. We'll even talk more about that in a little bit, too. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I am Jack Mancini, and uh, we are business coaches. If you've been listening to us for a while, you know we're good business coaches, and we've had a lot of success. And we also have a lot of fun. And we can also help you with your questions, the how questions. How do I make a profit plan? How do I make more money? How do I hire my family member? How do I get rid of my family member? We haven't heard too many questions so far now in the last several years that we haven't heard somewhere before. So, hello, Adam. Hello, Jack. So, yeah, our, our focus today so far has been the question, the how question of how hard is it to start a company? And uh, we're digging into that here a little bit. And, and Jack framed a couple of ways you can do that. And you're always welcome, as I said before in our, our prior segment, you're always welcome to be part of the show and love to have you be, be part of the show. You can catch us live here in the studio Four four zero nine four six nine four six eight, or hit us up on the Twittersphere at at maximum VP. I like that word. All right, at maximum VP, <laughs> at Jack M MVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. We'd love to hear from you and get some ideas from you. But one of the the the, the two areas that Jack said we there's two ways to go about it in terms of if you can start a company or you can you can acquire a company. Really, this is the answer to the question: of How do you kind of get into business for yourself? And I was reading an article recently, Jack, that talked about you know, the title of it is Where Are All the Startups? U.S. Good. Entrepreneurship Near 40-Year Low. So I think this is a, this is a very timely Where question, you read Jack. Where from? This like is on like CNN that. Money Magazine. I got it online. And they have a couple different charts in there and graphs they're kind of showing. And this goes back to the – this is from census data, from you know, which is most recently, which is 2014. It's a couple years old and – but it's it's kind of showing the trend over about a forty year period, and you know it talks about here in terms of companies that are created. It typically has been somewhere between five and six hundred thousand per year for the last forty years, Jack. And it kind of peaked in '06, where there's just about six hundred fourteen thousand that, that that were started. And if you notice this graph, it goes tanking down 
here in the last Boy, several that's years. That's a big time right? tank, yeah. So it bottomed out, looks like in about 08, 09, which given the Great Recession, not a surprise, which is down close to 400,000. It's come back a little bit, but still about 450,000. So it's kind of at a, at a low point. Now, part of the article talks about a couple things. One, one they ask questions kind of why, and they talk to a couple of uh, smaller business expert folks like the, the Kauffman Foundation, which I think most folks who are in the small business world have heard of, as well as another place called Morlix, or I'm sorry, um, that's that's the guy from the Kauffman Foundation. Kauffman is, yeah, Kauffman is huge. They're probably the, the biggest uh, nonprofit organization headquartered out of Kansas City. Correct. Yeah, uh, big one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the country for researching and helping and developing programs for the nonprofit small, well, for the not for the small business world, not necessarily nonprofits. So... This guy gives a couple of reasons why he, you know, he feels it's the case. First one being what he's calling the Walmart, Walmartization. God, I like making up words, right? The, the Walmartization of America, right? And it comes back to the real key there is the price issue. Where it used to be that mom and pops could compete against some of the bigger guys, but now with, with the Walmarts of the world who are really, um, have tremendous infrastructure in place, the way that you know, they're able to source, you know, good, cheap goods, you know, from overseas and different places where it becomes very difficult often for folks to even start something up. Say, gee, yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be able to compete. I want to start a local, you know, a local retail store on, on Main Street. They almost talk themselves out of it from day one because of this Walmart effect, okay? Number and two. then we're we're talking pretty much about price. Yeah. So people don't even well, okay. Because again, we'll, go back we'll, to my we'll comment earlier. Price right? is very complex. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 so one is the, the again, this whole Walmartization of America is calling it. The second thing is he's saying regulation. So, as we were talking about before, we we're joking about this whole thing about you know starting up a, a hamburger stand on the corner tomorrow, but we'd be afraid maybe there's some regulations. I guess I'll take some solace in the fact that I still see lemonade stands, Jack. I'm sure you probably do too, driving around. I've read, I've read over the last year or so, uh, lemonade stands being busted by that's, some local. That's what I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see some 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 person in a suit there, kind of writing up a, you know, a thing to these ten <laughs> you know, year olds, right? It'd be absolutely crazy. So licenses and permits, as far as kind of doing stuff, they also mentioned something that was, I thought was interesting too, which is a lot of companies have put non compete clauses in contracts. So we've got the regulations and license stuff from the government side of it, Jack, but also they're saying from the company side, if you're working for a big corporation, often they're putting handcuffs on people to say, hey, you can, if you're going to decide to leave, that's, that's well and good, Jack. But you're going to be, you're having not compete for the next one, two, three years. You can't compete in our business for, for, for a while. So they're saying that's part of what's kind of holding, holding folks back. So we're, we're, as a country, putting a big blanket over what made the country great from uh, uh, an entrepreneur yeah, sort of an entrepreneur encouragement here that that really made this country great, and we can't do it now. You're saying in many cases it's slowly smothering because of regulations and big uh, Walmartization, in which they see an idea. And I have this little company. Maybe uh, we look through the Inc. 500 and we find a little company that's gone from. You know, uh, maybe a million dollars to five million dollars in three years, or ten million dollars. That's a very small company, but it indicates a growth. They've hit a nerve here in the marketplace, and Walmart or some big corporation will see that because that's what we teach. Uh, they'll see that and they'll start a business, do a research on it, maybe uh, you know acquire that very company. But the point is, your point is, Adam. You know, they're gonna grab that product and put some big resources to it and accelerate the process very much. Right. 
That's not really entrepreneurism as as well. It could have a definition. That's something else we should talk about one of these. Well, so this is this is, this flows nicely, Jack. So this is good because you you know what I'm going to say here. But this is this is the, th- the third point of his article. He talks about so again we had the Walmartization was one, regulation was two. The third one he talks about is big companies. This is his, his final point. Big companies are getting more entrepreneurial, which is a the term that was coined years ago. It's called intrapreneurs. You know, I N T R A. You know, preneurs. So intracompanypreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea that he gives examples like you know the, the Googles of the world, the Teslas of the world, they create a culture where they've got research and development things going on, you know, going internally. If you're familiar at all with Google, Google in, requires each of their employees to spend 20% of their time. So that's one day out of every five days a week working on something that's going to make Google better. Okay, so there, there's a, there's a, a different culture now where if all of a sudden maybe I was thinking about doing my own thing, Jack. Well. Why would I go out of the nest if all of a sudden I can do kind of what I wanted to do on my own? If they let me kind of do it here and it's still kind of protected, that paycheck's sure. still coming it's in. It's a big, big pressure. Absolutely. It's a big source of change. Yeah. No question. So he gives those as three kind of top reasons as far as what's kind of going on in terms of why why it's not happening. So so why is this why is this important? And I think you know some of the bigger impacts that you look at from job creation. We we, we talk all the time about job creation and. Um, you know, small business being a big part of that. Well, the the the, the job creation of, of from startups has gone down quite a bit. And I got another chart here I can flash at you, Jack. Here it shows the last kind of 15, 20 years. So in 1999, which is when we had with the dot com bubble kind of hitting its peak, there was just shy of five million jobs created by companies that were that were you know a, a year or less old. Come out here to the 2015, it's down to about three million. Boy, so that's a, quite a drop. A big drop-off. So, again, having fewer of those around, and even the ones that are around maybe aren't creating as many jobs as they used to. Well, we got some of these big companies kind of going where they're starting to create more jobs, going on big hiring sprees to kind of bring people in. So, again, people are are, are feeling that safety net of kind of, hey, of being part of a big a big uh, thing. So, before I get too depressed, let me talk about what they have as a hopeful rebound here, which, which, I, which I totally agree with. In that article? Jack. Yeah. Okay. And they say... The U.S. is also primed for a millennial startup boom. Mm, All right, so something positive with, with the millennials, right? So most people start companies in their 30s, and the millennials are just starting to hit that age. And so if you think about it, you, you know this, Jack, that the, the millennials are bigger than Generation X by, by, by far. They're also much bigger than the baby boomers, or the folks who are, who are kind of going out. So I'm wondering if with Gen, Gen Y or, and Gen X kind of coming in and being smaller, if all of a sudden we saw a dip just naturally because had fewer people that were there. Now we're going to see a boom where all of a sudden things start to kind of start to kind of take off. Certainly a very good possibility, and and they're seeing an uptick. You know, they, they've had some stats that they're tracking since this uh, 2014 census. So they say that they're seeing an uptick now, in what's kind of going on in terms of, of startups happening. So well, they're they they they're a little more adventuresome, and they. They we're generalizing the heck out of this, but they basically aren't focusing hard on consuming. They're focusing more on uh, work-life balance. Is something we talked about. Sure. But uh, if you want to start a company, where do you look at them? <clears throat> That's what people always say to us. Geez, how do I? Where where do I find opportunities? Either to start a company. Well, you want to start a company. You're either going to do it from scratch, or you're going to look for an existing company to buy. And acquire. I'll go back to your acquire. work. Acquire. Yes. Let, let me correct that. That's uh, You're absolutely right. A business to acquire. So if we're going to start it from scratch, there are a couple of very simple sources that still exist today and will probably exist forever. 
and that is basically you can start with Inc. Magazine, our favorite magazine for entrepreneurs in the whole world, and the Inc. 500 edition, which just came out uh, this month. We're talking, uh, what month are we in? August. Oh, wait. You know what I'm going to yeah, do? But, I'm going to, we're going to take a break. Aren't we, we do. Yeah, we have yeah. a break kind of coming up here. But no, so, so we're, we'll get into this a little bit. We were teasing at the last piece, too, about the whole idea of acquiring. I want to kind of delve into that, too, Jack, in terms okay. of what that might look like when we come back from, the, from, from our break. So stay tuned. We'll talk a little bit more about, in terms of starting, what's kind of going on, some of the trends that are happening, which we, we discussed here. But how do you actually go about doing that in terms of starting? And Inc. Magazine is a great way to start, but there's other ways to go about acquiring a company. <coughs> so we'll hear more about that when we come back from the break. So stay tuned. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And if you think of the, the three letters, MVP, that's what we are, Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches, and we can help your small business. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. And we help owners of small companies defined as 1 to 25 employees get unstuck from a state of how. That's right. Hello, hello Adam. Hello, Jack. And Welcome we've been talking, been talking this evening about how hard is it to start a company? How do you get into business for yourself? And share some different ideas about that. And uh, we want to talk, start talking here in this segment about the idea. We talked a little bit about starting and some ideas about where to start. Maybe you want to start there, Jack, as far as resources to look at, but also delve into this whole mysterious acquire word you use instead of buying because there are lots of ways to acquire a company. So if you want to start with the, with the startup part of it or you know, either part. way, it makes no difference. It'll all melt together all right. anyway as well, we, we kind of blow forward. When we're heading to break, you mentioned that one of the places to go look to start was Inc. Magazine. I think we were doing that because there's ideas in there. Because usually one of the, the, the challenges is people might have that bug of the entrepreneurial seed somewhere within them, but they get stuck and saying, hey, I'm not sure what kind of company I'd like to start. So they, don't, they, they can't get beyond that. So, so, so where do you find ideas? Or, yeah, you know, they get totally overwhelmed. You know, there are so many ideas out there. It's, it's like when we ask a question or someone will ask a question, you know, what do you want to do? Meaning, if you leave your company or if you start off on your own, what do you want to do, Adam? Easy question to yeah. ask. Oh, well, I want to do that. You don't know what you want to do. You have no idea. And, and it's a process in which you have to fill your head up with really what are called opportunities. Now, if you want to start a company from scratch, you may have some ideas of your own. Okay. Well, most people do. We were you know, sitting you know, the summer around a little fireside with some friends and having a few pops and people are talking about ideas for apps, right? And so, okay, well, you know, what idea do you have? So here, here we are presenting Fireside in terms of what, you know, what does that look like? And uh, it's all about the product. You know, there's no, 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 not necessarily a business idea. Just say, hey, wouldn't this be a cool you know, app to have or a cool product to have, right? Okay, but I'm thinking what a stupid idea it is, but, you know, because I'm trying to think, well, how do you make money at that? Or say, can I create it? Yeah, it's great. But is there a market for that? Is somebody willing to pay for that? You start like, to no. ask those business questions. And, I'm a real and downer on the, around the fireplace. Especially if you've been having a few pops, people will get a little pissed at you. Right. So it, uh, so, so they get so annoyed because they don't That's have right. the answers. That's right. You're asking these solid <laughs> business questions, and they have no idea what you're talking about. Right. That's where people usually will they'll, they'll, they'll get stunted. They'll, they'll, it'll stop right there. That's right. right. 
<clears throat> so yeah, so looking for ideas in ink well, how magazine. Many, how many people do you know have thought of bottled water? Sure. Uh, before and after and during, it's still you know I thought of bottled water forty years ago. Any product you can walk around, you can walk around the the, the, the supermarket, Jack, and any product <laughs> on the shelves. Are, hey, I thought about an idea for that. You know, whether right. it be the, the, the cereal bars or this bar, or that, whatever it might be, people have thought about it. And, okay, the question is, how do we get it out of the mind? How do we find those good ideas? Well, one of the, one of the most difficult things is to start from scratch. It's very intimidating. How do you know that there's a market there? So Well, see, there is a market. There, There is basic research that you can find coming back to Inc. Magazine or our business opportunity section in, in uh, whatever the local news dispenser is in your community. There's usually still classified ads, but they're digitized now for the most part. You've got print newspaper, too. But uh, So those are two different ideas there. So the, the, the biz ops section is not necessarily for starting. Per se, it's more for acquiring ideas. Well, getting ideas, getting ideas as well as starting, which is the second. So looking, okay. So for for folks who are not familiar, I think most folks are not familiar at all with the whole idea of this business opportunity section. In fact, it's one of the tests we have for a lot of our clients. We take on to help them go go look at either starting or buying companies is to see if they can find the biz ops section in the paper because it could be be, it's pretty well hidden usually, right? So the the business opportunity section is is you know your, your point, Jack. It's part of the classifieds typically. So in, in today's day and age, it's kind of like the, it's a, the old version of Craigslist, right? It's a paper version of Craigslist. That's right. Where all kinds of stuff is listed there. And usually within that section, there's going to be a, a small section for business opportunities, which is kind of what it sounds like. There's some things in there for franchises or startups or different things kind of go on. There's companies that are for sale in there. So you're saying, yeah, it's a good place to maybe go look. And maybe there's a dozen things listed. Maybe there's a couple of pages worth of things listed. But there should be some things listed there in terms of companies or you know, that already exist or that are opportunities to start things up that, hey, it might say, does that seem interesting to you or not? So you can, you see, can going look there. Back, see going it. back to your fireside chat. So you, you start to throw in, because that's what we've we've acquired as business coaches, you start to throw in very, logic, very lar- logical pursuits of how to find a business or how to start a business. Here's some ideas in your local paper or your local uh, – uh, news dispenser, however, in whatever form that is. Right. But the bigger form of ideas, this is to start a company. Let's, let's go back to what we're talking about yeah. here. You know, how tough is it to start a business? Well, you got two choices. You can start one from scratch or you can acquire one. And what we're talking about are sources for ideas. You may have some ideas and you'd like it verified. You got to do some research if you have some ideas. Well, another way to do that is to look at the Inc. 500. Here's 500 companies, neatly categorized. And basically, they're all fast growers, and for the most part, they're all very small companies, a couple million dollars or less in sales. That's pretty cool. And there's a little thumbnail description of what that company does. Now, if you can't get ideas from that, there's the Inc. 5000, which can give you more. So here's 5,500 ideas that can spur you along and it's not so much the lack of opportunities and ideas, it's the knowledge and your own attitude and the will to really take that jump and start a company. And you're going to say, no, that's too hard or that's not right or, or uh, a whole bunch of reasons for not doing. So hold that thought. I, I want to add to that, Jack, because I think people might miss this. So one of the biggest fears we see for people making that jump is how do I know I'm going to be able to sell? How, how do I know I'm going to be able to find customers, right? And you just outlined for the Inc. 500 and Inc. 5000. So there's 5,000 companies there that have sold products and services. Not only have sold a couple of them, 
they sold them enough. And the way they, they think 500, 5,000 works, it's over a period, about a five-year period. So these companies are the fastest-growing companies over that last five-year period. Okay, here they are. All nice little book. The 500 are printed in the book. If you go online, find the, find the 5,000. They're all right there for you, to your point. And these are proven companies, and they're categorized in about 20 different categories. But within those 20 categories, there's multiple types of companies. So if you can't find an idea or dozens of ideas in there, you say, hey, this would be kind of neat. Let me, let me investigate a little bit further because these are proven out marketplaces. So that's a great place to go fishing, right? It's a wonderful place, absolutely wonderful place. There's no reason that somebody can't start to to cement their idea or their will, if you will, or desire is a better term, to start a business from scratch and to look in those two sources. And also, that's the same basis for starting to acquire a company. That's our second So talk about that. So when you say acquire, Jack, what all do you have underneath the acquire Piece. Well, well, 17 points of the choir. Okay. How hard is it to start a business? That's that's uh, the how question that we're dealing with today. There's two ways to start a business. One from scratch and the other to acquire a business. That means a, an ongoing business, one that's going on. You're going to look at the same place. For starters, I'm going to look at the business opportunity section of my local source of news dispensing here. The classified ads and digitized or paper form, whatever it is at this point. And I'm going to see a whole bunch of things, some undesirable and some, hey, I'm curious about this. You're going to see bars, restaurants, pizza shops. Uh, you're going to see little manufacturing companies, maybe a distribution company, maybe a sales rep, maybe a vending machine company. Who knows? The point is, there's a whole bunch of ideas. <clears throat> and opportunities being served up right in front of you. You just pick up the phone and call that person, set up an appointment, and say, I'd like to look at your company. Now, we don't know, the seller of that company, what's gone through that that seller's uh, personal life here. Might have just been diagnosed with a terminal illness, uh, might have realized that his kids don't want the business, a whole bunch of things. Financially, she might be in trouble. Uh, they're just tired of the business after two generations. The point being, to acquire a business, now all of a sudden you have an opportunity that's going to allow you to either buy it straight out at a retail price, just like going in and buying a shirt, or you can negotiate a little bit. And depending on the circumstances, you can acquire that company, maybe with little or no money down. We've done that personally, and we've coached some of our clients on how to do it. So we know it can be done, and it can be done more often than you think. And you find different sources of companies that are available. That's how you acquire one. Um, yeah, maybe also uh, one of the first questions we ask folks when they talk about this process of going out to acquire a company is, what if somebody gave it to you? Boy, people, you know... We say that all the time, and then we got to instruct for several hours, not continuous hours, I mean, in, in the immediate, but people don't right. understand that. They well, just it's, can't it's, such a, it's such a foreign concept, so we try to give a simple example, you know, picture a long-lost relative also you didn't know about that had a company that all of a sudden, it's been gifted to you, right? Um, we have real-world examples. We have clients of ours where, you know, parents have died, and here you go, and the company's now turned over to the kids. It's, it's literally kind of given to you. So what do you do with it? What do you do with it? All of a sudden, I I get notice in the mail that uh, 
I've just been gifted, like you say, a small business. Right. A little pizza shop that's running somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's so different than all of a sudden that that same relative all of a sudden gifts you the some horse that, that they have. All of a sudden you're given this horse. So what do you do with the horse, right? Well, if you're a horse person, maybe take it and you've got space. Or again, you get all of a sudden you, you deal with it. Well, pe- people will look sheepish and and say, "Well, what you know?" Uh, they don't know because they've never thought of it. They've never thought of having a company giving to them for nothing. So once you get that. Once you get that idea cemented in your mind that it's possible, because it is, and we can give you all kinds of examples, then the next step is to go out and look for it. Don't Don't necessarily wait for Uncle Tony's pizza shop to come your way, right. but take the idea that Uncle Tony might have a pizza shop that could be coming to you. Well, let's let's take the lesson from that and go out and look at pizza shops, just pizza shops. where We love pizza shops as examples. We love pizza. That's right. That's you know, both of those things. <laughs> we'll, we'll attest to, to right. loving pizza, that's right. for sure. Well, the, but, but the point is, you go and visit a pizza shop that's for sale. Right. And yeah. we start talking to the owner, Tony. And we find out that Tony has a whole different reason for selling his pizza shop than than uh, Mary down the street. And, you know, the, the point being... We want to get you to a point where you start to make offers for these companies. And to Adam's point, what if they gave it to you? If you go out, if you go into a negotiation after finding a little bit more about the personal life of this person, you make him an offer or you make her an offer that's going to be the equivalent of you getting this company for nothing, you getting this pizza shop for nothing. There's still mass confusion when, when we take our clients through this, but eventually they get it, they see it. And what we then coach and push them to do is to basically go out and make offers on companies that are geared in their favor, almost 100%. Not neglectful and not abusive, if you will, of of the uh, seller's needs. But uh, it's all right. It's, uh, this is good for them to have something to chew on during break here. We've had to break, Jack. Good. So the idea Maybe a being a piece of pizza. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the idea about trying to create the, 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 the environment where you can have somebody give you that company. It's a great palate cleansing thing. So picture Inc. 500, somebody giving you one of those companies. Picture that during break here. When we come back, we'll, we'll delve more into this. But that's a good good framework to have. So Fair enough. stay tuned. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And as we've been saying, we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners. We'd love to coach you guys. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini. Hello, we're Jack. With, we're with Maximum Value Partners, business coaching company. Been together as business partners for 15 years. And there isn't too much we haven't seen, either personally through operating companies, owning them, selling them, buying them, or coaching hundreds of clients. And we've had great success. And we could help you guys who are running a small business right now. We could help you out, too. That's right. We've been talking today about how hard is it to start a to start a company. We've kind of delved into not only starting but potentially acquiring a company as well. If you've got some stories about that, about your own story about starting a company, maybe acquiring a company, we'd love to hear from you. 
Uh, one of the great new ways to get hold of us is on the Twitter sphere at, at MaximumVP, at JackMMVP, or at Adam Sonhalter. Uh, you can also get us here live in the studio every Wednesday from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. We're here for an hour in prime time. The number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. And we'd love to hear from you. But we, we, we're coming out of the break here. Right? We gave you something to kind of chew on and ponder on. We're talking about pizza, which is you know, probably a good thing to be chewing on and pondering as well. But the idea of having somebody give you a company. And the reason we use that, I, I said it on the way out to break here, Jack, that's a good palate cleansing um, phrase to kind of give people because it takes away all of the excuses and the what ifs and that and not having this. Not Look, again, somebody literally give it to you. Would you take it? And the majority of the companies, if you truly have the entrepreneurial bent, you would. There are a few that you wouldn't because you have a, a different variety of reasons, but most of them you would take and try to figure out how to make it work. Right or help to improve it or help to kind of that's run that the, company. That's the underlying rationale. So picture that. Picture sitting with the Inc. 500 list, Jack, and that question firmly on top of your head. Hey, if somebody gave me this company, gave me company number 72 on that Inc. 500 list, would I take it? Chances are, I'm going to guess most of those 500 companies, Jack, you'd probably say yes to. There'd probably be a couple, maybe not, but generally you'd probably say yeah, because they're all they're all companies that are that are growing. They're fast growing companies. Well, look at look at the fancy pants people that we we've talked about using the pizza shop as an example. So here's a uh, a corporate uh, a corporate person who's advanced up the ladder, maybe in their forties, uh, living high, has the big car, has the big house, has the big mortgage, has the big big loan supporting all those things, has a job, and they're looking for a company now to buy because they. Uh, framing the picture here, because we've seen many of them. They're looking for a company to buy because they're tired of the big corporate rat race. So they're going to jump in. They're going to jump into the small business world because, hey, what the heck? There, there's no big deal there. Uh, you know, I can run. I can run a company. I'm pretty qualified. So they jump into it, and what happens? Well, depends. Well, depends how they jump in. But they yeah. give us a one pager that that has uh, ten million dollars, uh, X uh, number EBITDA, blah blah blah. All these corporate these structures, four, these four different industries, and it's nice and neat and buttoned up. And it looks he's, great on one. Uh, he's on adjusting one pager. his he's adjusting his tie while he's talking to us, and and basically we say, wait a minute, you know, you could see our disinterest in this because it ain't going to happen. He doesn't have the money, and he doesn't have the the uh, the will using no kind word here, to really do it at that point if he saw the opportunity. So we say, wait a minute, what about buying a pizza shop? You talk about clearing the deck. The guy just, you know, they'll, they'll more often sit back in their seat with a, an incredulous look like a pizza shop. My God, I, you know, I never thought of that. I wouldn't even want one. Why would I want a well, pizza shop? Well, I think shop? all this fancy education, Jack, and all this great corporate experience to go, you know, start flipping pizzas. Or delivering pizzas. I'm a high-powered executive. I'm not going to come home smelling like pepperoni and cheese every night, you know. So, well, wait a minute. You know, if you're so good, why don't we look for a pizza shop, buy it, buy it for almost nothing or very few guarantees, and you turn it into the next Domino's. How's that for a corporate challenge? Think you could do that? Would you like to start? No, people seem to get in their own way so often. You know, I have this big lifestyle. I can't all of a sudden be talking to my social group about being a pizza. And it, it perplexes us. Like, why not? That's pretty cool. You jumped out of the rat race like probably 80% of them would like to do. 
you started your own business, you're, you're bringing your family into it a little bit. And you're taking all your skills, which once you test yourself, you find out you're much better than you probably ever thought. And you're taking this pizza shop, putting good business practices in, and now before long, you're buying another one. Yeah, I, I had a very similar discussion, Jack, with 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 a friend of mine recently who was in in a corporate job and has seen a lot of stuff that I saw in my corporate days, where you know people take comfort and have that job, that paycheck, but not realizing that at any point in time that big corporation can wipe you out, not because of your performance. You, you may be performing well, but also they just, they eliminate that position. A merger happens. There's different things like that kind of go on. They're totally out of your your control. And all of a sudden, you're now out of a job. And it creates tremendous angst for people who aren't putting their heads in the sand to realize, hey, what if I had my own my own thing? And so one of the things I was giving him some guidance about, I gave him a couple of these pointers too and sent him a list of here, here's some things you can do. You can work your day job, but here, here's a way to start to look for opportunities. Because at the end of the day, you're 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 laying out that, that, that nice one pager, Jack, which you know lays out here's exactly what, what, what I'm looking for, right? But in reality it's un- they totally unrealistic. Well, no, as much as that, it's people don't don't know. They don't know what they're looking for. Because it's it's very similar. I always make the analogy to kind of choosing your major in college. Well, you have an idea coming out of high school that you, you have a certain major in mind. Then you go and start to take classes, and you're forced to take certain classes that you, you didn't even think you wanted to do because you're getting you know, getting your and education. You find them and interesting. You, and, yeah, you yeah, also no, discover. Like, right. I, I never I never heard of this topic before. Also, this is the coolest thing in the world. Okay, the same thing happens as you go out there and look to companies, and so. But it's not just looking on a piece of paper and saying, okay, here's what that thing looks like. It's actually picking up the phone calling that person, going out and visiting that person and understanding what that business is all about and realizing that, you know what, the principles of business are the exact same for that pizza shop as they are for that high-tech app developer or whatever other kind of high-tech thing you're going to do. The same thing they are for a mortuary, whatever it might be, they're all business. Sure. What if Uncle What if Uncle Tony gave you a bar and grill that was, you know, it doesn't make any difference. Right. It, or he gave you a machining a machine shop that that wasn't really performing that well. You you have these companies that are out there and available, which you don't do generally. You being the small business owner or wannabe startup or wannabe owners of a small business, what you don't do is engage the opportunities. You find reasons not to do it. So to test your will. What we do is say, look, you take this business ops section and find five companies. We don't care what's what's showing this week. And you contact all of them and ask them what their company's all about and move it, see what they're asking, understand how imperfect that whole process is and how much opportunity you can see. Uh, but you can't see it until you engage it. We can't even explain it until you engage it. Then we can have pretty good conversations. All right, let me give one quick caveat before we, we, we run out of time here today, Jack, because I want to make sure that the, the folks that already own companies are listening to this, this podcast, listening to the show, that this is for you too. We're not just talking to the folks who are trying to start is because we, we've kind of evolved in this whole idea of acquiring a company. You as the owner should be looking at stuff too. Cause that's the way, the way you start. Another division, or you, you launch a new product, is the, the same way we're talking about here, Jack. If you're going to go all of a sudden expand in, in, into a, that, that, that new product, you, you can go acquire it or start it, or you can go acquire a competitor too. So these these principles and these ideas apply whether you're first stepping into business for the first time, or you currently have a company that you're looking to expand and grow upon, maybe in different areas than you currently are today. It's the exact same process. Yeah, so, right. so anybody listening right. here, if you don't have a copy of the Inc. 500. <clears throat> Most recent copy, or, you know, go out and get that, or go on to, you know, I think it's inc5000.com. Let it go online. It's right there. 
tremendous resource, free to everybody. Go take a look at it and see what things could you see getting into to help expand your business and grow in ways that maybe you can't off the current base that, that, that you have. Because it's a very easy way to start to kind of grow and add bulk quickly, add new ideas, add good new people to your organization. Is going out there and acquiring somebody else who's not currently part of your part of your world. See, we do that as part of our world. We're going to do more of it. You know, we find a good person. That person is going to be generally looking for a job, and we work them into the organization and show them how to buy a company for little or no money down, perhaps, but buy it right. That's the key. And we partner with them. And what the heck? It's a lot of fun. Opportunities are there. We have some time in that sense, and you know, we practice what we preach. That's right. You said a great word there, Jack. It's a lot of fun. And there are too many folks that are stuck in the shackles of the corporate world that are having fun, folks. And maybe yeah, we haven't heard too many. Yeah, they may be experiencing some benefits of that they try to justify it, but the idea of having fun is usually not one of the things that you often will hear from folks who are, who are in that rat race. You'll hear all kinds of things going on about chains tied to them and they can't get away and the leash of the, of the technology and the cell phones and everything else. And it's, it's usually not the word F-U-N is not part of that discussion typically. So anyway, no, it isn't. no. so I want to thank you for, uh, for joining us this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. If you have questions before our next show or want to connect, you can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com. Get us on Twitter at MaximumVP at Jack M M V P or at Adam Sunhalter. And if you want to go old school and give us a phone call, we'd love to get that as well. 877-849-0670. Very good. Okay, Adam. All right. So if you missed a part of this show or any of prior shows, you can listen to it at your leisure anytime, day or night. You can go onto iTunes and subscribe there. And if you do, please leave a review for us. Or you can go at WINTradio.com and go to their archive programs and find it there as well. So, Learn more Dirty Secrets of Small Business next Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Very good.